0: Gordo Revisited by Hillary Kaiser.
1: You asked what it was like. Well, I can tell you my life as a young 18-year-old French girl changed forever back in 1945 after the end of World War II when I married Bill, an American GI. Just after we got married in Paris, Bill was sent back to America with his bataillon and then was demobilized, so I traveled alone to join him in Alabama a few months later. I was young and very much in love. It was a big step for me. I had never been away from home before and I began to write to my parents when on board the ship taking me from Le Havre, France, to New York. Cher Maman, Cher Papa, I'm on a boat. They call a Liberty ship. The American army converted it for us war brides but it isn't elegant the beds are just amox we are ten in the cabin and there are no windows two of the women have babies it is very difficult to sleep and we still have five days on the sea i feel sick all the time and i miss you suzanne and petit frere already it was so sad watching you as the train left Saint-Lazare train station in Paris. I hope I'm doing the right thing. I know you told me you don't have the money to pay for me to come home if things don't work out. Mais tout va bien se passer. Everything will be fine. I love Bill and he will take care of me. I love Love you very much, and we'll write you again when I get to America. Bisou, Daniel. the
2: next stop. Then Gordo,
1: Tuscaloosa next stop. Oh, this is very heavy.
3: Here, let me get that bag for you, young lady.
1: Thank you, sir.
3: First time in Tuscaloosa?
1: Yes, it is. No, I mean, I no go to Tuscaloosa, but I get ready now. I go to Gordo.
3: Gordo? I never heard of it, but I'm not from around here. I'm going on to Columbus in Mississippi.
1: Gordo is where my husband lives.
3: Your husband? Oh, you are married. I didn't know. You look so young.
1: Yes, we married six months ago after the war was over. He's a veteran.
3: Ah, GI, was he?
1: Yes. He fought in France.
3: And do I hear an accent?
1: Yes, I'm French. I come from Paris. My English not so good.
3: Oh, it's fine. I'm sure you'll manage.
1: I hope so. Everything is so new for me. The language, the food, the customs. And we were not together very long. I hope I recognize him.
3: I'm sure you will. What does your husband do?
1: His father has a farm. They have cows and grow the cotton.
3: And and, and what do your parents do?
1: They have a taba, a café where they sell the drinks and the tobacco.
3: Oh, 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 my poor dear. Farm life is going to be very different for you.
1: I know but I'm very happy to come to America. America is my dream. It is very hard in France after the war. No food, no heat, no no, no fun, I think you say.
3: <laughs> you know, life on a farm isn't always fun either.
1: Bill told me that too, but now we will be together and I know how to work hard. I'm sure we will suck, suck.
3: Succeed? I sure hope so.
1: Next stop, Orlando, Orlando, next stop. Ah, excuse me, the train is stopping now. I must go.
3: Here you are.
1: Thank you for your help. Goodbye.
3: Goodbye, miss. And good luck. That
4: bag looks heavy, miss. Let me help you get it onto the platform. There you
1: go. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye. Bye.
4: Pretty girl, wasn't she?
3: Very. Yes. Must be about 18. I reckon she'll need all the luck she can get, poor thing. One of those starry-eyed young war brides i read about. Leaving France all on her own and coming to a farm in Alabama. I sure hope her husband is good to her.
1: When I got off the train, the stash, the station was just a platform with a wooden sign saying it was Gordo. I looked around. At first, I thought there was nobody there. Then I saw a man in overalls coming towards me and calling my name.
5: Danielle, darling."
1: Asse ah, toi, Bill, chérie. You look so different. I now recognize you with no uniform. Um,
5: the truck's over here. How was the trip?
1: Good. But very, it was very sad leaving the friends. They were all there on the train platform when I left Paris. Maman, Papa, Suzanne and little Henry. Maman and little Henry keep crying. It was so hard to say goodbye.
5: <laughs> yeah, I guess, please don't cry.
1: Maman said she might never see me again.
5: Well, maybe in a few years we can, you can.
1: Oh, Bill, that will be so.
5: But only if the farm goes well.
1: Of course, of course
5: the cotton ain't so good now. Want a cig?
1: <coughs> no, merci.
5: Still don't smoke? No. Well, most people around here do, even girls. Surprised you don't, what with your folks owning that cafe of theirs. And you don't drink either. How about that?
1: <coughs> May I open the window?
5: Sure, go ahead
1: it is so flat and dry so different from where i come from
5: well alabama is cotton country what did you expect
1: i didn't really know i wasn't expecting it to be so flat that's all
5: yeah it's flat and dry no doubt about that danielle there's something i gotta tell you the GI bill hasn't come through yet mom and dad i mean oh what the heck we're gonna have to live with my parents for a while so i can buy or build us our own place oh i so uh, what'd you expect i ain't rolling in dough you know dough money I-, I ain't got much money i ain't rich
1: i know that of course but uh, i thought we would why of course Chérie. it's not a problem to live with your parents
5: danielle You shouldn't call me Cherry anymore. We're in America now and you must speak English. Folks around here call each other honey or hun. Words like that.
1: Okay, Bill. Honey. Honey. It was hard living with Bill's parents. Almost from the very beginning, I never seemed to do things right. For example, I remember once when Bill's mother and I were going out to the market. Child, what on earth
6: do you have on your feet? You don't need to wear high heel shoes.
1: Go to the market. The others I have are in wood. Wood?
6: Goodness gracious.
1: You see, during the war, we didn't have leather and... Well, we'll just have to get you some good sturdy walking
6: shoes then. Your heels sure are pretty though.
1: Are they French? No, we don't have shoes like that in France. I bought them in New York before getting on the train. I wanted to begin my new life in America with a new pair of shoes. I thought you would like them. Where'd you buy them? Macy's. The Red Cross lady took us there. They look very expensive. Yes, they were. I used up most of the money my mother gave me when I left France. Really? How much were they then? Thirty dollars. Thirty dollars?
6: What? I can't believe it. Thirty dollars for a pair of shoes? Much too much to spend on shoes. Now you must be more careful with your money. You'll put Bill out of house and home if you spend money like that. Promise you won't do it anything like that again.
1: Yes, Mary, I I promise. Farm life was very hard. We had to get up at four and go into the fields by five to pick cotton before it got too hot. I used to go with the others, but one day I collapsed while I was picking. So Mary drove me into Gordo the next day to see a doctor. He had fought in World War I. And had been to Paris, so he knew the climate in Alabama was hard for me to get used to. He said, I had heat stroke and told Mary they shouldn't make me work so hard. At that time, we we all would eat dinner together and Ruby, the colored girl who helped around the house, would cook for us. There's some more
5: pie left. Any of y'all want some? Yeah,
2: me. Here you go. Thanks. Anyone else?
6: It's not, Ruby. You better go out to the well and bring in some more water to wash the dishes. Yes. Ruby ain't herself anymore. Hasn't been ever since she got that telegram about Jesse six months ago
5: so you know danielle jesse was her husband he used to be one of our cotton pickers then he signed up for the draft the army sent him over to england and then to france just like me but he wasn't in combat like i was Niggers were only in ordnance, things like that i think he delivered supplies for the red ball express or something he got into an accident with a truck somewhere in france and died
1: that's so sad Poor Ruby.
5: Yeah,
4: okay, everybody. Enough with the chatter. Danielle, I know the doc thinks uh, she ain't up to picking cotton uh, anymore with us, but there's something else you can do. So tomorrow, you're going to start helping out.
6: She might not be ready yet, Fred. I remember the doctor said she got arrested. She got so sick, picking with the heat and everything.
4: Well, any daughter-in-law of mine, especially if she lives with us as they are doing, He's going to have to do her shape. Hey,
5: what are you
6: saying? Your dad didn't mean anything now, Bill. Don't take it back.
4: It ain't your fault, son, but times are too hard on the farm for there to be any free rides. Doctors ain't free neither.
5: We ain't taking any free rides.
1: It's okay, Bill. I want to help.
6: You better cut your nails first, though, child. You can't milk with nails like that. And they're painted. The polish will get all chipped. I will
1: cut them and take off the polish. And when you're milking, wear your dungarees.
5: She knows that, Mom. She ain't stupid. Okay,
4: let's get down to business. Uh, we got to have our lesson before it gets too late. Uh, those of us picking got to get up at fall, remember. Uh, Bill, you help Mama clear the dishes while Danielle and I go to the barn. Then you better hit the sack.
5: Yes, sir. At your orders, sir. None of your lips, son,
4: as long as you live in my house. Come on, Danielle. Now, Danielle, you got to listen very carefully. It ain't milking time now, but I'm going to show you how to do it. Uh, And tomorrow, I want you to try doing it by yourself,
1: okay? D'accord. Um, I mean to say okay.
4: Right, right. Uh, This here is Buttercup. You sit down on that stool next to her and put the bucket under her. Uh, But before you start, I want you to wash and brush her udder and teats with warm water.
1: The udder? The teats?
4: Uh, They're the part of the cow that give milk. Uh, Look, uh, this is the udder. It's like a bag and hangs under buttercup. It's furry, and these are her four teats. Uh, They have no fur. They're rough skin.
1: The tits?
4: No, you say teats, not tits. They're the cow's nipples, uh, uh, like those lovely breasts of yours, uh, for baby's milk.
1: Oh, I see.
4: So... After you wash and brush the udder and the teats with warm water, you dry them off with a rag. Of course, you also got to wash and scrub your own hands first. Everything must be very clean when you milk. Uh, After that, you should rub and pat Buttercup's udder a little before you start milking. And talk to her a bit as you do it. She likes that. Her udder will be full of milk and her teats will be hard to the touch. Okay. Then, after you do that, you're ready to start milking. (laughs) Right, Liz.
1: I remember later that evening when I went into the kitchen, there were still some dishes left in the sink. So I started washing them. Then Ruby came in carrying a pail of water. Oh, Miss Danielle, stop.
2: That's my job. What are you doing up still?
1: It's very early and I'm not really tired. I don't mind washing them. You have so much work to do. No matter.
2: Working keeps my mind off of a of, of thing.
1: Bill told me about your husband. I'm very sorry, Ruby. It must be difficult. Yes, sir. It is. He
2: was driving a truck somewhere in France and hit a tree. He died and is buried over there. The army hasn't told me where. You know, we was married for two years before he went off and we started making plans. Plans? Plans to go north. Jesse wanted to work for Mr. Ford up in Detroit, like a lot of other pickers who used to work on the farms around here. We heard Mr. Ford owns a big automobile factory, pays his workers real good, and gives them a house to live in.
1: Maybe you could still go on your own.
2: Me? By myself? (laughs) No, ma'am. I ain't up to doing that. I don't know anyone in Detroit, and what would I do up there without my husband? We was going to go together and then start a family, and now.
1: Oh, Ruby, I'm so sorry. I hope the Johnsons treat you right.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I guess they does. It just seems that sometimes Mr. Johnson comes too close, and. Uh, Ruby, what do you mean? Well. I heard stories of white farmers doing things to colored girls, and
1: I'm afraid someday... Oh, dear. That isn't good.
4: yeah, what are you doing down here? I thought you and Bill were already in bed.
1: I wasn't tired. Ruby and I were just talking.
4: Whatever could you two be talking about?
1: She was telling me about her husband. She also said... Excuse me, Danielle. Mr. Johnson, I think I
2: better get going now. I got some mending to do for Miss Mary back at my place. Just leave the dishes, Miss Danielle. I'll come in early tomorrow and finish them up.
1: Night. Night.
2: Night.
4: That's funny. wonder why she rushed off like that.
1: Another day, I decided to cook something nice for the family when Mary came into the kitchen. For heaven's sake, child, what on earth is that? It's four in the afternoon, you're making pancakes. It's not a pancake, it's a crêpe. My mother showed me how to make them. Crêpes?
6: Never heard of them. We eat pancakes in this family, Nice, thick pancakes. did anyone ever teach you how to make a
1: proper pancake? No, but my mother taught me how to make the crêpes. And the crêpes are supposed to be, how you say, thin. We eat them for a snack or for the dessert. You put the sugar or the honey on them and you roll them up. Roll them up? Why'd you want to do that? They taste good like that. Sometimes you can even put a little Grand Marnier on them. Grand Marnier? What's that? It is, um, it is how you say, a French liquor. Liquor? Liquor on a pancake? Well, I never...
6: Anyway, there'll be no liquor on pancakes here in this house. And no French pancakes for dessert either. Now take that crepe thing you made out of the pan and come over here. I'll show you how to make a real pancake. But Mary... Oh, but you're in America now and you got to learn to cook American. Meat, potatoes, vegetables, none of this French stuff.
1: The weeks went by. Then, one night, I was upstairs when I heard voices raised in anger. I
4: told you to make sure to shut the gate when you let the cows out of the barn. Buttercup wandered off and I had to send one of the men to find him.
5: Get off my back, will you?
6: Don't talk to your father like that, Bill.
5: He makes it sound like I did it on purpose. I ain't a schoolboy anymore. I don't need no scolding. You sure been acting
4: like a schoolboy. You made a lot of mistakes in tallying up the number of bales of cotton we got to sell.
5: I said, "Get off my back!"
4: What's going on? You ain't been yourself ever since you got home from the war.
5: Maybe I don't like farming and dairying
4: anymore. What? Why are you ungrateful bugger? All this is going to be yours someday. I don't give a damn. Bill, watch your language. You should be damn uh, darn glad you got a roof over your head and food on the table.
5: And you'd never make me forget it.
4: And why on earth did you marry that French city girl? She'll never adapt to farm
6: life. That's for sure. Putting liquor on pancakes. Polish on her nails.
5: She's trying as hard as she can. You ain't making it easy for her. What? She's a lot like me. We've seen lots of other things than cows and cotton in the war. Some of them good, some of them bad. It's hard for us, and you don't understand. What's to understand? It was hard
4: for us here, too. The war is over now, and you're back home. You gotta adapt.
6: Yeah, son. Pull yourself together.
5: I ain't sure I can adapt to life back here in Gordo. No, I ain't sure at all. I'm going upstairs.
1: Another day, I walked into the kitchen and found Ruby reading a letter. So I asked her about it. Hmm, what's that, Ruby? Received a letter? It's from
2: the U.S. Army.
1: The U.S. Army? Wow, impressionnant. Some organization,
2: let me see what it's called. The American Battle Monuments Commission, wrote in. Hmm. The language is really hard for me to understand, but I think the letter's telling me my husband's body is in some temporary cemetery in a town called St. James. They's building a permanent cemetery, and Joe's body be buried there later on.
1: You must be glad to know where he is.
2: Yes, I am, but it's so darn far away. Hey, Danielle, do you know St. James? It's in some place called Brittany? I heard of Normandy, but not Brittany.
1: Brittany? It's a province, a part of France. That's west of Paris. It's on the seaside. The seaside?
2: I got a letter from Joe before he died about him seeing the sea. He loved it. He also said when he was driving his truck, East delivering ammunition to the troops, the countryside was very green.
1: It is. Much greener than here. And there are hills, too.
2: I'm sure he loves seeing them hills. You know,
1: we don't have them here. I sure hope he's buried in a pretty place. I'm sure he is. Maybe you'll get to see it someday. a little chance of that. I ain't gonna be anywhere, especially
2: now that uh, Joe is gone.
1: You never know, Ruby. I never thought I'd leave Paris. And look where I am today. (laughs) You mean in Gordo, Alabama? (laughs) Yes, here on the farm in Gordo.
2: You must miss parents.
1: Of course I do. But love and life brought me here. So I guess here is where I'm going to stay. Several months later, I found Bill drinking whiskey out of a bottle and throwing books, papers, and clothes around our room.
5: hell with these almanacs, and these ledgers, and dungarees, and to working my ass off for my father!
1: Mon Dieu! Bill! What is it? What's happening? Your, your parents will hear you.
5: They've gone out. And even if they were here, I don't give a shit. I'm not a little kid anymore. I can do what I want.
1: Bill, you've been drinking again. You know I don't like you to.
5: To what, Miss Prissy?
1: To drink the way you do. You become a different person.
5: Yeah, d- different from the real Bill, you mean? Well, the real Bill doesn't want to be a farmer anymore. The farm is going to hell anyway. The negros don't work as good as they used to, and we ain't got enough animals to...
1: (laughs) I know you don't like working for your father, but...
5: Well, Billy Boy has decided to get out of here.
1: What do you mean?
5: I was going to tell you. I I got a plan. I'm going to use the money from my GI Bill to buy a truck and start my own business. Uh, People are going to need men like me to haul things long distance.
1: Long distance? Leave the farm? What about me?
5: (laughs) Don't worry, I'll be away a lot, but I'll send you money and I'll rent a place closer to town for you to live in.
1: But I won't know anyone and...
5: Danielle, I gotta get out of here.
1: I'm sure we can find a solution.
5: A solution? I, I found a solution.
1: For you maybe, Bill, but not for us. I was just about to tell you something too. Something important. What? Can't you guess?
5: Why are you holding your stomach like that? Oh my gosh. Do you mean?
1: Yes. The doctor says it's already three months.
5: Uh, I mean, (laughs) listen, Danielle, that's great. It really is, but I still gotta go. I just gotta. I'm going crazy here. I mean, Uh, Only drinking like this keeps my mind off things. The war changed me. I gotta move. I I can't stay in Gordo.
1: You can't stay in Gordo, but I can. Is that what you mean?
5: Yeah, Danielle. That's what I mean.
1: He said his parents and Ruby would take care of me while he was gone. I was very... happy but I was six months pregnant and dependent on them. (laughs) After the baby was born, Bill came back to see us and then he left again. I stayed on at his parents' farm until his next visit. That was when he found a little house for me in Tuscaloosa and moved us here, there before he went away again. I found a job as a waitress, and luckily I had Ruby to take care of the baby while I was working. Fred wasn't very pleased about this, but Mary convinced him it was the best solution Since Bill probably wouldn't ever be coming back. Little baby, don't you cry. Ruby's gonna see me. Look at you, too. You're spoiling her, Ruby. Oh, I ain't
2: spoiling her, Danielle. Just loving her to life.
1: And she loves you too. You you can see it in her eyes and her smile. Here, let me hold her for a while. Hi, sweetheart. Oh she
2: is sure is cute, ain't she? But you look real
1: tired. Here,
2: take a seat
1: oh okay but my feet hurt i really don't like being a waitress but what else can i do i don't speak english so good i can't answer phones and i don't know how how you say tap at the machine i think you mean you
2: don't know how
1: to type We, oui. yes that's it let me repeat that i don't know how to type But tell me, how was your day? Fine,
2: just fine. Little Lucy and I, we walked around to the grocery store and bought some nice collard greens.
1: I'll make them for dinner. I don't know what I would do without you, Ruby. I'm too tired to cook at night and we have to eat. I'm just sorry I can't pay you more. I don't make very much and Bill doesn't send me money anymore. In fact, he doesn't even write me anymore. You think he would at least like to see how his baby daughter is doing?
2: Bill was sure acted strange after he returned from the war. And don't worry about the money. I'm all right. You give me a room and board and a little extra. That's all I need. I'm so glad to be away from the Johnsons. Mrs. Johnson was never happy with what I did, and Mr. Johnson kept coming close and bothering me.
1: I understand. It is the same for me. Mary never thought I did anything right, and Fred started coming close to me too. I'm so glad we moved to Tuscaloosa to get away from them. Me too.
2: It's different from being on the farm. I love walking down the street with Lucy and seeing all the different shops and things.
1: If you think Tuscaloosa has many shops, you should see Paris. Paris? Are you kidding? I'll never see Paris. Don't say that, Ruby. Ne jamais dire jamais. Never say never, I think you say in English. Who knows? If I keep working and save some money... I'm going to go back to Paris for a visit to see my family, and maybe you could come with me. Maybe we could even stay over there.
2: Mm-hmm. imagine that. Little old me going to Paris. It'd be like a dream. Hey, if the army pays me the insurance money they promised because Joe was killed during the war, I could help pay for the trip. And when we're over there, I could keep Lucy for you. Jeez, what an ideal. But the very first place I'd go to see when I got over to France would be the St. James, to see where Joey's there.
1: Of course, Ruby. Isn't life funny, though? I mean, I never thought I, I mean, we. Oui. Never say
2: never, Danielle. Ne jamais, déjà I think you say in French.
1: Mais oui.
0: <laughs> you have been listening to Gordo Revisited by Hilary Kaiser. With Lucy Subra as Danielle, Andrew Randolph as Bill, Sugar D. Rosenbloom as Ruby, Wanda O'Connell was Mary, Richard Mader was Fred, and Joe Wilkins was The Old Man on the Train. It was produced by Brianna Cross. For more information about the cast and their previous works, please go to fastfictionpodcast.com or behindthescript.com. Thank you!